What's going on, everybody? This is Colin with. Hey, guys, it's Elliot. And here we are in February, uh, hopefully releasing our first episode <laughs> of the year. <laughs> so I'll get to this one right away, Colin. Promise. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we apologize. We'll start it off with an apology. Uh, we, we did record one. We had a little snafu and lost the recording. Um, so that's part of the reason still should have gotten one out sooner than this, this, but, uh, um, that we apologize for, for the delay and, uh, the hiatus here, but that's the, the big reason for it here. <laughs> so, uh, that being said upward and onward in 2023 by quickly recapping 2022. Yeah. How's that sound? Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, this could be interesting because this is actually what we talked about in the episode that we lost. So we're just so, repeating uh, ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> so we're probably going to go a little bit faster, maybe. And uh, I don't know. As I, I will say even my perspective, we did that, what, in early January. My perspective of like what I'm thinking about from now since then, actually, I would say is is different. Like I'm so kind of thinking, you know, I guess I was thinking about 23 at that point, but I feel like I'm more in line and like, for me, kind of a lot has changed in that month here. Um, you feel the same really? way? Really? Um, ah, yeah, I mean, actually, it's not a ton of change. I mean, I guess I didn't have... It's just different. I had, like, my main race to sign up for this year, for 2023. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, Becca and I are still kind of on the fence of what exactly we're going to be racing. So, okay. I mean, Nationals keeps coming up. So, maybe. I know you're doing that. So, but yeah. let's, uh, let's talk about 2022 first, because you... Uh, I looked up USAT and you were number one, uh, 40, 44 year old. Officially for uh, number one here. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was kind of an unexpected, or I guess, you know, I, I did think it was a realistic possibility. You know, it was great to start off in St. George, um, being the first American there. So that set me up with some nice points, but I honestly don't think I ever even fathomed being number one in my age group there for the U S. So, uh, um, definitely pretty quite honored and um at the same time you know it's i i will also say that it's it's very much uh catered to people that race long course and like for example uh there's a guy david morris that's an emj guy as well that uh beat me in kona this year and, and just didn't do two full ironmans like i did so um <laughs> I, I do think David is faster than me, unfortunately. So you just you have to do three Ironmans to do well in USAT rankings. Well, I didn't do uh, for the record. I didn't do three. Right, I only did two. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but I did. You know, then then multiple halves that uh, the halves can definitely put out some pretty solid points as well. Um. So, but yeah, I guess it's good to be an old man too. You know, and yeah. uh, racing uh, as a young buck in the old timer division. Well, I feel uh, like you're getting faster right. though as you age. <laughs> yeah we'll see you know uh definitely still feel like there's more in the tank here and and definitely uh still trying to get faster for sure i mean do you feel so. like that is like i mean your race times are fast but i mean are you do you feel like in training you're hitting numbers and hitting paces that you've never hit before like do you feel like you're still on the upward trend uh yes and no um like i would say my bike numbers towards the end of last year they were good and they they seem to be higher and like you know endurance paces at higher wattages definitely felt more like better and um overall i think my bike fitness was pretty strong at the end of last year um 
but overall, like I would say actually like my FTP has dropped um, a bit over the last couple of years, uh, which I don't like. And I still want to change that. Um, but, uh, but it is something that, uh, but I, but I guess I've also either I'm doing a much better job of riding or racing at a higher percentage of my FTP or, um, you know, the calculations are working a little bit differently for me now from, from how I calculate it and what my actual FTP is, you know, uh, I think it's, it's pretty close, you know, the testing and stuff that I do, but, um, I'm definitely riding at a higher percentage. Like, I mean, arguably yeah and i mean i think i think the pros are riding at a high like <clears throat> in a half they're like all right aim for like 80 percent intensity factor or something but i mean i think oh, the pros are closer that. to 90 to 95 percent. i mean they could yeah. hold that high intensity for a long period of time so i mean i well, think and, that's and, right and that is actually a, an indicator a lot of times of professionals and why they're able to race so fast is not even i mean yes they do have higher ftps and higher thresholds and things like that but it's also probably more importantly they're able to sustain you know those efforts are closer to that threshold for longer yeah um so so yeah i guess that's uh something to consider i mean i think i was really probably 335 340 for my ftp um last year towards the tail end i mean what is that uh come to here so i think i raced um sorry i should have done this before here but let's call it 340 um i mean yeah i was close close to 90 percent at timberman uh wow. for my bike wattage you know so like 80 88 i think so that is that is high if that is actually what my ftp was there so um yeah and then you know but i think also just bike positioning um you know working on my my position has been super helpful and made me faster as well um you know those kind of changes uh are super important i think of really the in, in, as a whole triathlon has learned a lot in the last you know couple of years yeah. um so and, i know and, you're a big uh, fan of all that engine. all those testing metrics and i know you have like the core monitor you've tried lactate yeah. so i mean have you do you feel like those things have helped you I mean, the past season, I mean, 2022, I mean, did you use it quite a bit? So uh, for me, I, I'll say at this point, I'm not a lactate fan. Um, and part of it could be even honestly, like challenges for me in, in reading it myself uh, or pulling, getting good, good, uh, good draws um, to, to test off of. But like what I also just don't like about it is like, let's say I'm testing, you know, even a two hour run, which would be a longer run, but like maybe I'm testing at 40 minutes to an hour in and then maybe at 90 minutes or something like that, or even waiting till the end. Like, I don't like, you gotta, even I think if you're efficient at it, it's going to take you four or five minutes to, to do the, the testing where you're stopping. Right. Yeah. And like, I'm definitely a big fan of like, I rarely, I mean, if I have to take a pit stop, I will, but, uh, I, I usually the, you know, the, uh, elapsed time is not diff much different than the total time. Right. And, you know, I, I try to keep moving all the time and, um, it's, uh, it, it slows you down in that regard where you got to So you're not and... a fan of the stoppage times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I, um, yeah, I mean, I do see that. So I was watching, uh, Lionel's latest video and, I see like he's doing threshold stuff and then just rushing over to get a measurement. And yeah, I could see how it's a, it's a big process and it has to be 
easily accessible. Right. Well, and that's another thing that's interesting too. He did say in that, like where, you know, he's, he's, he's not convinced on, on, on uh, lactate. Right. And yeah. using, it. I mean, he's still, he's still doing draws to be fair. So he must see something in it. Um, but you know, he went back, I did find that it'd be an interesting perspective where he did just talk about, um, you know, really going back to heart rate. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's kind of old school, but at the end of the day, it, it definitely has significant value. You know, there is some variables to it for sure. And but, would you uh, recommend this for just general age groupers? I mean, I, I think, I think it could be very beneficial for the top end amateurs, but I just feel like a lot of the amateurs that are using it these days, I mean, I think just training more would help them out significantly rather than just getting into that nitty gritty stuff. or heart rate? Lactate. Lactate, yeah. Uh, so I've got one client now that's doing some testing with it. And, you know, we're looking at that, that information a little bit, but um, I'm definitely not rushing to get my clients to take get to get measurements and um to use that because no i just don't feel like it's got enough value there yeah. um, and actually i take that back i did do uh some in-person sessions with one another one of my clients where we did some did some testing while we were doing that but um that was almost just more out of an entertainment factor than anything else you know <laughs> yeah and, uh, um no i mean I, I would be curious myself it's just do i spend the money and invest <clears throat> invest in that when I mean, should I we, know uh, when should I, should I bring my camp my kit to sure, uh, the yeah. MJ I'm camp? I'm sure my numbers will be way too high, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, you might be surprised. Could be interesting to see some some draws there. Be be interesting to see like the the pro guys we have on the team, like what their lactate is at halfway through the the super hard long ride that we do uh, versus you know you and me and some of the other guys. <laughs> well, I'm ready to be humbled, so. Get ready, buddy. It's gonna, it's gonna happen. <laughs> but it's given me motivation the past couple months to train hard, and yeah, I mean, I've been swimming, biking, running. So, I think if I was just training myself, and we didn't have this camp, I would just be strictly kind of just training for Boston. But um, yeah, yeah, well, I think it's good. I think it's good to to get some more swim bike, even as you're focused on run here for now. I agree. Um, you see, I just don't want to be in a hole like when when Boston's done with and I'm like, Oh crap, I got to really work on my bike and my swim now for my races, yeah. my tri season. Well, yeah, you're probably going to want to work on that swim, you know, since I beat you in Hawaii last <sighs> year, but man, people are commenting on my Strava that I don't even know. I can't believe Colin beat you. Your times are really fast in the pool, but we don't know how Colin beat you in the water in Hawaii. This oh, past year. boy. <laughs> <laughs> So I couldn't help it there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, you know, I think so going back to, to last year, um, I'd say overall, extremely happy with the year. I mean, for me, um, ultimate goal was to get on the podium at an Ironman World Championship, and I failed to do that. Uh, I've got pretty close in St. George, but uh, um, nowhere near it. And um not not happy as we've we've mentioned in the the Kona recap um with how things really went in Hawaii even though it was a PR so <laughs> um but you know raced some some really good 70.3s and um life is definitely not getting any easier for me 
uh, with other things going on and to, to continue to be racing at a high level, I'm definitely very happy with. So, um, you say that every year and then you're like, I'm doing an Ironman and then you just kill it. So <laughs> still at this still point, no, still no Ironman still on no. your schedule for 2023. <laughs> Excuse me. That is correct. At this point, we'll see. <laughs> I was actually talking to someone earlier today in the industry and uh, he was asking me about Nice and, uh, you know, I said, uh, I'm not signed up yet, but, you know, uh, who knows if uh, if they start doing what they did in St. George and they start asking all world athletes or whatever to go. Would you uh, do it? Maybe. Uh, we'll have to see how things are going. Yeah. Um, just financially, I think that's uh I mean, again, it's closer than Hawaii is, um, but uh, I mean, would I like to do it? I'd love to do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that would be cool, but I'm not sure it's the best thing for my family. So um, y- you will have to see. I'm, I'm that's, not gonna in, say, that's in September, uh, right? Yes, I believe so. Or wait, no, is it? That's this uh, Early, Kona's I think it's, in September, right? No, I think Kona's October. I think it's the same no. date in October. And I think the the Nice Ironman is a month before. Yeah, I could yep, be wrong. September tenth. Okay. Right. September tenth. <laughs> yep, yep. It is. So, yeah, early. Although uh, after uh, I don't have anything officially on my schedule after uh, age group nationals, which are the first weekend of August. So, um, we'll see. Would love to get back to Europe. I haven't been to Europe since I was sixteen years old. Uh, I've never so, been there. Never been yeah. outside North America. <laughs> what do, what do you think about that? Do you want to uh you you want to get over there at all or I mean um, if they if they hand it out, I guess I could, but yeah, I'm I mean I'm doing Ironman Canada at the end of August. So that would be a qualifier for for Kona. The following year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's your MO, man. You know, you you race back to back to Ironman. It's close, right? We'll yep. just have to throw throw a marathon in between. You'll be good to go. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, last year was a big learning lesson for me. I mean, I think it was a lot. I always, as as a coaching standpoint, I'm always stressing quality over quantity, and I think I reversed that last year, and a lot of it had to do with deferrals, but. Yeah, I mean, I raced a lot. I mean, I felt like every summer, every every weekend during the summer, I was doing something. So what? Yeah. Four seventy point threes, an Ironman, two Iron, three I, Ironmans. I think your your race season is a lot more entertaining and interesting, and more. There's more to talk about there than my race season. <sighs> um, you did have a lot, and then I mean, and how many how many weekends did Becca race that you didn't race? None. I mean, we were literally racing. Was it all weekend. the same? Yeah. Okay. Because we we did a bunch of local I races like was, too. I so. guess just just seventy point three worlds. Obviously, you didn't yeah. race, right? Yeah. Um, but she did, and that was it, huh? Yeah. Okay. Um, felt like there may have been a couple other races that she did, but either way, yeah, you guys. I felt like every time I talked to you, yeah, it was just uh, catching up after a race that you guys had done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and talk about how USAT points kind of emphasize the Ironman. I mean, my Ironman's just Ironman Canada didn't count, which I got right. that, which I got on the podium run. there. But right. um 
yeah, St. George and Hawaii. I mean, I would just kind of label those as so-so performances. And I was, I think, 20th in my age group. I was just USAT. Just gonna so, look it up. Is that? I mean, it wasn't 20th? horrible, cool. but I just felt like my performances weren't. Well, and weren't. to be fair, I'd have to look it up. That's you're in. Uh, that's Tommy DeBrun. DeBruns, right? Yeah. He, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you look at their cumulative points for uh, him and um, who do he battle with? Uh, um, Eric Eger, I think, yeah. uh, was second. Like their points were way higher than mine. <laughs> so, like one thirties, one twenties. I think, yeah, they were they were up at least in the one twenties, if not the one yeah. thirties. Um, so, I think there was also, if we go back to me here, uh, I was fortunate that uh, there wasn't. You know, I don't know. I guess they are younger, but uh, those guys are definitely next level over me. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but yeah. Um, so uh, would you, what, what, what are you going to change this year? Um, as far as your racing, are you going to, you're going to well, turn it back? I mean, I, I just think my, my main mistake, and I think this is the reason why I think everyone should have a coach is just to have a second eye on just taking a look at your schedule and being like, is this realistic? And am I just setting myself up? I mean, I didn't set myself up for failure, but I also didn't feel like I could get in like any big training blocks to even improve from anything. So like I'm looking at my schedule right, right now. So I did St. George in May last year. And then two weeks later did Victoria 70.3. Three weeks later did Coeur d'Alene 70.3. And then a week later did an Olympic. The next week did an Olympic. Two weeks later did Boulder 70.3. A week later I did the tunnel, uh, a marathon to Boston qualify for this year. And then two weeks later I did Ironman Canada. So I would say like, that's insane. I got probably the best training in between Ironman Canada and Ironman Kona where I didn't really have any races. That one one weekend off. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I had five weeks of solid training. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I forgot I think about that all the, is... the short course, other races you did too. I mean, that is a yeah. lot. That's yeah. amazing. Like, um, you know, I think I'm one. I mean, I guess it'd be interesting, and I would would enjoy. I'd love to just tour around, you know, and and race like crazy and see how it went. But you know, I think also like, what? How did you feel that went like mentally? Like, do you feel like you're able to bring your A game that? with racing no, and I mean just looking at my results yeah. I mean I could usually win local races pretty easily and I mean I was second overall fourth overall third overall so I mean I wasn't winning those and that's the thing that kind of got to me is like I don't know I've always been someone that gives it my all in every race and right just didn't feel like I was fully prepared I mean i Mentally, like I, you try to psych yourself up and be like, "All right, I'm gonna give it like my best effort," which I did, but right. it is hard to to go back to back to back weekends like that and race at a high level when you really didn't start off the season on a good note. So maybe as a professional, where I could get the volume in and get the recovery and do all that, I I think that could have worked because I mean it, it is this is kind of a schedule what a pro would race, but would obviously do yeah. a lot better, <laughs> but, well, uh, 
Yeah. I mean, I think it was a big learning lesson for me and I, I learned a lot and summer yeah. went by really fast and we went to a lot of different places and that's kind of what we uh, use all of our vacation time for is just traveling to races. So, and I got to do it with Becca, so it was all a good time and really yeah. never like, never really approached the race being like, oh my gosh, just another one of these. I mean, it was always a good time. Just the results weren't exactly what I wanted them to be. Sure. Well, I mean, I and I think that's uh, something I always, you know, have that conversation. Maybe this is turning into more of a scheduling planning um, and kind of that kind of conversation here. Um, but, you know, it, it really, to me, there's no defined like, oh, you should be doing, you know, one race a month, one race every other month or anything like that. You know, it really comes down to the individual. And, you know, yes, I think to me, that's, you know, too much racing to really be able to perform at your best every time. Right. Yeah. You know, but um, you have to. But then again, it's like a... it's something that I've never done before, like race yeah. this much. Right. And I've always put together solid performances. So I'm like, maybe I can. And I don't know, as a coach, well, it's right. kind of good that's, to that's kind of use yourself as like a, it. as a test subject and being like, all right, down the road, if someone always. asks me this, I'll be like, okay, yeah, well, back in 2022, I did this and this is what happened. And I mean, I could, I, yeah, I have that experience firsthand now. Totally. And that's, you know, that's definitely something that I think is, is valuable. And um, where I was really going with that is it does depend on the person. Like there's some people that they need, you know, that race coming very soon to really kind of keep the motivation to be doing their training and things like that. And then there's definitely other people that are good doing one, two races a year, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, I think you need to respect what's realistic for you and your family you know, um, number one, but then also, you know, what drives you and what's going to motivate you, um, when you're making those decisions, you know, um, or deciding on your race schedule. So, I mean, you know, um, I guess I'll go back even to, what was that? 2012 when I did, um, Ironman New York city, and then the next weekend did uh, USAT nationals because they were in Vermont. <laughs> I remember that. And like, oh my gosh, was that terrible? And boy, did I have you know a subpar race and felt so terrible in the in the age group nationals. But you know that was an opportunity. That was the second year it had been in Vermont. I didn't go the year before. I knew it wasn't going to be in this area again anytime soon. So, you know, you roll the dice a little bit and, you know, you go for the experience and, and it is what it is. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, is that textbook, uh, you know, do an Ironman and then race the next weekend? Heck no. Right. And, uh, would strongly, uh, you know, want people to think about before signing up to do something like that. Cause it's probably not going to go well, <laughs> yeah. even I and the pros, I don't think can recover quickly enough to, to pull that off. But, um, you know, like I said, you want to make it fun. You want to have great experiences. And I think that always needs to be factored into, um, you know, our race schedules and things like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was actually just having a conversation with one of my clients who he's doing like Placid this year. And he was um, supposed to do, uh, I believe they referred to it as or Pennsylvania 70.3 or the one in College Station, which is a new one. Uh, which is in early July. So it was kind of close there. 
Um, but now he's got a trip for work that's going to um, impact that and and be right around there. And so, you know, now we're deciding to pull out of that one, you know, so that he's uh, he's going to do an earlier 70.3 um, just because that is going to make more sense. But, you know, while we were having that conversation, you know, I was asking him, well, you know, how important is it to do that race? And also for him, he's actually already qualified for Kona. So how important is it that he does well in, in Lake Placid? Like, is are you okay rolling the dice a little bit there um, and not necessarily being fully recovered from that, from, from doing, you know, that 70.3 a few weeks earlier? Um, and are you okay with that, right? Because that is a race where, uh, you know, obviously he wants to do well. And I always want anybody that we're sending to the line, you know, to the, to the race line and start to, to always want to be doing their best and getting ready to really bring their a game. Um, but you know, if that was, you know, that's, he's from Pennsylvania. So, you know, that's, uh, close to him for the Pennsylvania 70.3. And, um, you know, I probably would have been, if he's like, ah, you know, I still really want to do it. I would have said, all right, let's do it. You know, yeah. let's, let's take that kind of chance here. You know, is it perfect training? And, you know, I will say from a coaching perspective, it can be, it's easier with less races to kind of build and prep people for things for the most part. Yeah. But, you know, the, that doesn't, you know, the, the data we get from racing can be extremely valuable, right. And make it much, much easier and much, uh, give us a much better understanding of what you're capable of, even if it's a shorter distance or something like that. Um, so the data is super valuable, but um, yeah, you're going to have to recover from that properly. Um, you know, I guess again, it all, it all really depends <laughs> at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, but you know, you, there's, there's so many different factors that I think need to be considered when it comes to planning your race schedule. Completely agree. So, <laughs> you know, and I think so, at yeah. the end of the day, I mean, and I always said, I mean, we haven't been in the sport for, when did you, when did you start? 2008? 2009 yeah so i mean yeah same year as me so right i mean we so we wouldn't be in the sport if we weren't having fun with it and exactly yeah 2022 was an experience experiment and was still having fun for the most part except losing to my wife wasn't very cool but um (laughs) It was a good experiment. I, uh, I still had a very fun season and very memorable season. So nothing yeah. to hang my head on. And no, um, definitely. Yeah, Three definitely feel like I have some motivation ahead of me. <laughs> additional marathon. Yeah, that's good. You know, so I think, uh, yeah, from a planning perspective, that's uh, that's super important there. And like, you know, it'll be interesting too we look at both of us this year like this is a little bit different for me where i'm going to be racing an early season marathon um where you've kind of done this almost every year right not every year but a lot of years where you um have done the early season marathon yeah and i think it really helps with yeah entering your tri season as long as you could stay healthy as long as you could stay injury free i mean i i think it sets you up with i mean your run will be just in phenomenal shape entering dry yeah. season exactly you know which is huge um yeah. so you know if you can stay healthy there and um you know i actually i do know people that have run the boston marathon and then done ironman texas the next weekend um can't oh, say gosh. i recommend recommend that and um 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, I will say people have known that done that. Ironically, it hasn't gone all that well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I could say it, you could do it, but the quality right. is, is it won't be there. The quality yeah. will be there for Boston, but I, it takes three to four nah. weeks to fully recover. And I would not recommend doing an Ironman even close yeah, to that. Totally. <laughs> but, you know, and also, you know, I think we're always trying to get on the, the podium and be, you know, as high up as we can. Um, yeah. You know, that's not the case for everybody. Right. Yeah. You know, it's, no, uh, that's getting that good experience. point. And, um, you know, so there's there's totally nothing wrong with that. But uh, I still I just still do think it's uh, I would have to agree with there. Obviously, having some guidance and making sure that uh, you're thinking a bit more holistically about what you're doing and your goals um, before just uh, signing up for a bunch of races or <laughs> even only doing one race, you know, uh, I feel like you're talking you know, to that... me. No, I think the best uh, decision I made last year was not doing 70.3 worlds after Kona. <laughs> that I bet you could have muscled through one more uh, at that point, but I would have to agree. I can't, I can't imagine you would have had your best day out there. <laughs> yeah uh, um, and, yeah i felt uh, i, I was... felt very relieved when hawaii was over i'm like oh my gosh i cannot believe i did everything on the race schedule this year and didn't pull out of a single one and right stayed yeah. healthy enough i mean did you have any injuries at all no <laughs> that's pretty impressive uh, just yeah. an injury to my heart when i when <laughs> i lost my wife you want to bring that up again, huh? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a goal for, for 23 to not let her beat you? Oh, for sure. <laughs> but and she's been training. She's been training with me a lot and she's getting really close. I mean, running wise, yeah. I mean, we're doing like track workouts together and she's right on my heels swimming. She it's awesome. She's staying with me. So we make good yeah. training partners. Yeah. Yeah. That's super cool um definitely beneficial no doubt that's cool um yeah well what about uh anything else any particular race what was your what was your favorite race of 2022 uh i would say iron man penticton was really cool i mean yeah they always called it like a it's a classic iron man race and i've always wanted to do it but I think they discontinued it like right when we started triathlon, like around 2010 or around there. No, it, it came... was later than that. Oh, later. It was, it was like <clears throat> 2013 or 14. Okay. Because I, I, I really always wanted to do that race yeah. and they moved it. I was kind of bummed and then decided to go with Whistler. I was like, well, you know, guess, guess still go out that way and, and get to do something. But yeah. Uh, but um, very iconic. Yeah. I mean, I love the one yeah. loop bike course and the whole town seemed to be very enthusiastic about it. So it was a really good time. Yeah. And Ironman what? Canada seems to be like the place where I perform the best, no matter what well, location okay. it's in. <laughs> my my next question there was what uh what race are you most proud of? I probably most proud of well, from a performance standpoint or just like getting through it when I was. So I think I'm most proud of probably Quarterland 70.3 when Becca passed me on the bike. It was pretty demoralizing and 
yeah, I mean, I couldn't even hang with her on the bike. She just like rode away from me and it was pretty demoralizing. And, but I never said I was going to quit, never walked up the course, still gave it my best effort on the run, but just really wasn't a very good performance. And, but proud of myself for sticking with it. You got it out. And I never quit. So that's kind of been my MO. Like, unless I'm like sick or very injured. I mean, I'll get through anything. Yeah. I mean, it's not worth just walking off the course. So, and probably Canada, just because it was, I got on the podium there and had a good performance and um, just gave it my all. I mean, that's, I love the iron distance. And yeah, I mean, I felt like I was prepared for that as best as I could. And, yeah, I race it to the best of my abilities. So that was a good day. Yeah. Yeah. Very understandable. Cool. Okay. And then we have, uh, we have a Boston marathon in less than two months. That's right. Are you ready for that? Uh, hopefully I had a little bit of a adductor issue that, uh, um was definitely uh uh slowed me down a little bit with the running had to take a bit of a high quick hiatus um haven't done any speed work since that and uh still not quite out of the out of the water here yet but um i think i'm i'm pretty much back ready to go with the run volume so um so it's 235 still the goal Ah, yeah it's it's the stretch goal for sure um uh, can't say i feel super confident about that one right now but uh we'll see we'll see uh, Should, so uh... i did uh i did like a it was like a free half marathon race but they timed it and it was pretty flat no stops and it was a couple of weeks ago and i tried i just kind of tested it out i'm like all right i'm gonna try to go out at like a 235 marathon pace and see how that feels and i think i'm gonna be starting out like probably 240 pace <laughs> i don't think i yeah. could hold that pace for 26 miles <laughs> so what'd you run uh 118 yeah cool all right <clears throat> we can deal with so. 236 <laughs> <laughs> hey as long nah, as i but... pb my marriage hey but you you haven't ever have you done a open marathon before yeah, Boston 2009, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's uh, right. You want to beat that time by like 50 minutes or so. Ah, uh, just an hour and 20. Oh, hour 20. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, three hours and 54 minutes is my Boston PR here. So I, th- I, th- I think I should be able to take that one down. Yeah, well, I think you should we'll be able see. to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, um, so I mean, I think it was, uh, I think we both we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about uh 2023 and some goal stuff here very soon. So, yeah, we're gonna keep those a little bit short, we're gonna get it out hopefully quickly, and um, we're gonna we're gonna get some more episodes going, um, do some more and uh catch up uh so once again we apologize for the the hiatus here and we'll we'll make sure that doesn't happen again here yeah but it's uh, all on me it's all on me but this one will get out right away (laughs) yeah 
Hey, it's no joke editing, managing all that fun stuff. I don't do yeah. any of that. So uh, uh, thank you to Elliot for, for all he's done with that already. And um, <laughs> But yeah, we will uh, be more adamant about getting out episodes more regularly here. And uh, goal will be for, for two a month here, at least uh, yeah. moving forward here. So um, cool. Well, welcome to 2023, even though it's middle to end of February here, everybody. <laughs> uh, but we will definitely talk to you soon here and uh, appreciate you listening and happy training. Yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs>